Today on CityCast Philly, when's the last time you went to the movies? I haven't been to a theater since before the pandemic, but I have a chance to see locally produced, international, and cult classics at the 31st annual Philadelphia Film Festival. Our arts contributor is here to give us some of his recommendations. It's Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. I'm Trinae Nuri, and this is CityCast Philly. CityCast Philly arts contributor, Charles Tyson Jr. Welcome back. Hi, Trinae. It's good to be back. Good. So, you know, you're our go-to guide when it comes to arts events around the city because you've been working in the scene for some years. Mm-hmm. Right now, the buzzworthy event this week is the Philadelphia Film Festival, yes, uh, yes. which is in its 31st year. Charles, what's your take on this event? I'm excited. Um, I mean, I'm always excited. This year, particularly so because I'm going to have the chance to actually get to see more things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always love the film festival because uh, basically every genre and every budget is represented. You get to see the most indie of indie. Um, Looks like it costs $50 to make and that included parking to, (laughs) you know, ready for the multiplex. Um, Big name directors, up and coming local people. It's all there. And also uh, rescreenings of cult classics, which I always look forward to. It's like it could be a movie that you have seen multiple times at home, but you never got the chance to see it on the big screen and you get the chance. So I know you spoke to some of the organizers behind the film festival, uh, Andrew Greenblatt, who is the Philadelphia Film Society Executive Director and Artistic Director Michael Lerman. What tips did they have for festival goers to get the best experience of this festival? Make sure you keep an open mind. There's always going to be something uh, new for your eyes out there. Um, And just Make a point of going to see as much as you can, uh, see a bunch of different things. You know, there's there's an offering for everyone and they really want you to experience as much of it as possible. I can I could tell by speaking with them that they both are lovers of film. So they're really passionate about making sure that everyone gets to see as much as they possibly can. And I agree. Take a risk, uh, you know, see something that you know, you might not have ever thought that you'd see, you know, if you, if you want to commit to the festival and see a lot of things and you find a gap in your schedule, go to something in the gap, you know, from a country that you've never watched a movie from or a documentary about something you've never really paid attention to or thought about. Um, give, give anything a shot and that could end up being your favorite film in the festival. I truly think the best way to experience the festival is to show up on, you know, Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, and try to go to five movies that you've never heard of that just surprise you, curate a day for yourself, um, and and just kind of dive in and really immerse yourself in what's happening. And that was Andrew Greenblatt, CEO and executive director, and Michael Lerman, artistic director and senior director of programming. So what's on your list to check out this year? He, uh, I... I <laughs> 
tried to condense my choices to a top five or so, it was hard. Yeah, yeah. The list is crazy long. (laughs) It really is. Um, Well, my first choice is, um, it's called Rittenhouse Square, and it was directed by Brandon Eric Kamen, and it takes place, you can guess, along Rittenhouse Square. Uh, It's about uh, a teen who finds himself on the street, and he strikes up a friendship with a homeless veteran who encourages him to take to make the most of his musical talent and said homeless person is played by none other than Nick Nolte. Um, Another interesting film is called The Inspection and uh, the director is Elegance Bratton and uh, it's a it's narrative debut inspired by his compelling real life story and it follows a homeless young man as he encounters ruthless homophobia and retaliation after joining the Marines. Are you now have you ever been a homosexual? No, sir! I will break you. I promise. Um, another one I'm looking forward to is called Loudmouth. It is a documentary about the Reverend Al Sharpton and uh, his role is, as an activist and public figure. I, I can't wait to check that one out. And my big, 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 big one is I mentioned um, there are going to be rescreenings of cult classics. The infamous John Waters film Pink Flamingos will be shown. And um, it's the film that put uh, drag queen and actor uh, Divine on the map. Could you give us some of your political beliefs? Kill everyone now. Condone first degree murder. Advocate cannibalism. Eat shit. Filth are my politics. Filth is my life. What's fun about this for me is not only will I be experiencing uh, the film again, because you don't just watch Pink Flamingos, you experience it. Um, My good friend Elizabeth (laughs) Coffey Williams will, there's a good chance she will be introducing the film, which is cool because she is in the film. She has the infamous role of the flasher. If you've seen the movie, you know exactly who that is. Um, <laughs> and she, she's been in uh, several of John's films. And so it'll just be a cool, like full circle moment to like mm-hmm. experience the movie again with her there. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. So are some of these movies produced in Philadelphia? Rittenhouse Square, I believe, was. There are several films that are like hyper local. The production, the direction, and much of the talent, including the locale, is all uh, Philly centric. In fact, uh, the film festival does make a point of including several films that are like homegrown and local. Do you think that Philly, you know, has a big name in comparison to maybe our neighboring film festivals like in New York? Do you think that like Philly's Film Fest gets enough respect? I think that it does. Um, You know, it's obviously not the same as New York or L.A., but um, there's always something being filmed here, I've noticed. You know, it has become more of a film city than it ever has. Um, and I think that that respect is growing. I definitely do. Over the past two years, 
uh, we've seen that movie theaters have been really hard hit because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. How do you convince people to get out of their home theaters and like get back into a regular theater? Because, I mean, if it's going to go right to the streaming platforms, I'm like, oh, I'm cool. I'll stay home. <laughs> and, you know, I get that. But at the same time, there really is nothing like going to the movies. You know, you get your popcorn, you find your seat, and you settle in. And when the lights come down and that first trailer starts, you know, it's it's a whole experience that, you know, you can try to rec- recreate at home, but you just can't do it. You know, and I know that I miss that experience. I've only been to the movies once, maybe twice since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it definitely is its own experience. So I would say, you know, it's a lot of theaters are very stringent about their precautions. And, you know, I say take at least once, go back to the movies. And have that experience again. Because, you know, there's nothing like it. So one thing uh, that I thought was pretty cool, I noticed about this year's festival, is that they're offering free admission to certain films. They're a part of what they're calling the State of the Union programming. Did you see that? I did see, yeah, that they have, they're trying to uh, break down the barriers, uh, some of the barriers of going to see certain films. And I think that's a very cool thing. I I went to uh, one of those events a couple of years ago. And, you know, it's a good initiative and it brings people together to usually these films have a talk back. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a good opportunity to get different voices in the same room uh, to experience obviously the film, but also a little a discussion about what they've seen and where to go from there. Charles Tyson Jr., thanks so much for being on CityCast Philly. Thank you. It's great to be here. The Philadelphia Film Festival runs October 19th through the 30th. We'll have a link in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. Here's some good news. According to the Philadelphia Tribune, students at Imhotep Charter School are making and testing hundreds of water filters from their school's 3D printers. It's a part of an effort to help families dealing with the ongoing water crisis in Jackson, Mississippi. This weekend, about 10 students will be traveling to Jackson to give out the water filters and other waterless toiletries. Okay, this one is really gross, y'all, but I really hope you're not eating. According to the pest control company Orkin, Philly comes in sixth place for most rat-infested cities. Chicago, NYC, LA, DC, and San Francisco beat us out. So we're not that dirty. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Charles, what did I just say? <laughs> um, those <laughs> were words. Bad, bad, bad. I, I definitely caught that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>